The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' chair. Therefore, do what they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hardened to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's Gospel raises a few points that need to be elaborated upon. The first is this reference to the scribes and Pharisees sitting in Moses' chair. And because of that, their decisions are to be followed, even though they don't practice what they teach. Because they sit in that chair, there's this binding authority. Now, this reference to the chair of Moses goes all the way back to Exodus chapter 18, when Moses took the law that had been given to him by God on Mount Sinai and then brought it to the people. He was the interpreter of the law in the very practical day-by-day situations. And when he sat on that chair, his decisions were binding. Now that's important, and that's what Jesus is referring to in today's Gospel from Matthew chapter 23. It's also important in what the church has determined to be a binding authority, the cathedra, the chair that Peter and his successors sit on when they make a definitive decision with respect to faith and morals. We go back to earlier in Matthew's Gospel where Jesus tells Peter, you are rock and on this rock I will build my church and I give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. There's that binding authority. So it comes right from Jesus and that chair now that Peter sat on to make decisions and the, all the successive popes sit on is called ex cathedra from the chair. And Vatican I in the 19th century determined that when the Holy Father sits on the chair of Peter and makes a definitive decision on faith and morals, that is binding, irreformable, which gives us great assurance that in these important matters of faith and morals that lead us to heaven, we don't have to go back and reinvent the wheel and determine in our hearts whether this particular teaching is true. It is true. It comes directly from 
God through the Holy Father. So that gives us great hope that we are on the right path when we follow the teachings of the Church, many of which are set out in the Catechism. But it also gives a sense of unity in the Church, and that's very important, because these major areas of teaching need to be followed by the whole Church. Otherwise, you get all kinds of factions, divisions, disagreements, splits, and we've seen that happen with our non-Catholic brothers and sisters. But that's not God's desire. We know that what Jesus says at the Last Supper, where he, in John chapter 17, pours out his heart. What he really wants is a unity imaging the Holy Trinity, in faith and morals especially. That's the first point. The second point has to do with call no one father on earth. Again, right from Jesus' lips. But what does that mean with respect to all Catholic clergy who are called Father? Well, again, the context here is important because the scribes and the Pharisees love to be called Father. They love to be recognized, but they truly were not spiritual fathers. And Jesus is pointing that out in today's Gospel. They're hypocrites. They don't really have the best interests of the people. They're in it for themselves, and they are leading the people astray by putting all kinds of heavy burdens on them that was not meant to be there by God. So what is Jesus saying? Yes, there are legitimate spiritual fathers. And in fact, we know this in the rest of the New Testament because we have St. Paul himself referring to Abraham as our father in faith. That's a direct quote. And he refers to himself as a spiritual father and St. John the Evangelist, who wrote the fourth gospel, also refers to himself many times as having spiritual children. So the Spirit of God is not in contradiction here. There is true spiritual fatherhood, and there's also false. And it's that false which is what the scribes and the Pharisees are trying to establish that Jesus is coming against. Finally, Jesus says in all of this, humility, humility, and service. We want to be great in the kingdom of heaven. We humble ourselves. We serve others in our daily walk with Christ, because when we do that, we are serving Christ himself. All very good teaching to remind us in this season of Lent as we continue our journey that Jesus is for us. He's given us this authority, this teaching authority. He's given us himself in the most humble way on the cross. Let us acknowledge and follow God in humility.